Love is Blind is the greatest television show I've seen in quite some time. It reminds me of the heady early days of The Bachelor and my way too early exposure to the miniseries television event, The Thornbirds, starring Richard Chamberlain, who I once saw in real life, and all I can say is that time is a relentless devil. Anyway, you can learn a lot about love thanks to Nick and his wife, Vanessa Lachey. She has big Vanessa energy, by the way. She's the most Vanessa Vanessa I've ever seen. Thanks to this show on Netflix, uh, uh, which has become the center of my existence, really. And I encourage you to check it out. People meet in pods. They fall in love without seeing each other. And then it gets wild because, you see, the people project a certain kind of honesty in the experiment, not unlike online dating. But then once out in the daylight, all the insecurities and failings and doubts come rushing to the surface, and it's a wonder to behold so much humanity and so much drinking. If you're at the point where you're offering your dog a glass of wine, well, it might be time to get some help. Or it means you should just open up a portal and join me here in the deep night. Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Schieffer, and I'm pleased to be your host, guide, and guru for this next hour of regrets and revelations in this realm we call the Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and it's warm, too warm, and there's a pandemic, and caucuses, and thinking about all these things gives me extreme anxiety which is why I try to avoid current events as much as possible and focus instead on the evergreen subjects of comedy, comfy turtlenecks, and healing energies from the multiverse. Just this last week, uh, we lost someone who was great at keeping the focus on the lighter side of things. A man known from one end of Staten Island to the other and well into the mid-50s of Manhattan as Mr. Jokes. Steve Whalen. Steve passed away about a week ago, and while I only had a few interactions with him, I so appreciated his presence, and in fact, I can't stop thinking about his warmth and his nerdiness and his dedication to his craft. And maybe that's because Steve wrote jokes, real honest-to-goodness jokes, one-liners, two-liners, things that didn't land or didn't, but it was all part of it, and that's not a skill I have. Now, we met on the special without Brett Davis, and he could not be more welcoming to me, someone who was coming into a kind of extended family with their own shorthand and inside jokes. He was quick with an embrace and encouraging words. And when we attended a karaoke birthday night, he and I were the first to arrive. I had the same level of social anxiety I often have at these things, especially given that the bar was a second-floor walk-up in Chinatown, and I would only know a handful of people there. And all of those people showed up like an hour later than the start time listed. So for an hour, it was just me and Steve on a couple of bar stools. There was a Star Wars marathon playing on the TV hung above the women's room, and we talked Star Wars prequels and comedy and made observations about the folks at the bar who were getting some kind of awful, uh, perhaps deadly, blue punch. He was a reassuring presence to me on the comedy scene, and I think for a lot of people. We're out here doing something that's a little weird. We both came from humble backgrounds, and we can both hold our own talking about comic books and clone wars. Why well, I gather he made everyone he knew uh, feel known and seen. And he wore that attitude on his signature black T-shirt with the words, I heart this crowd. So rest easy, Mr. Jokes. The crowd loves you, now and always. So with that, 
Let's go to our episode today with a fabulous stand-up comedian seeking the light, originally from Vermont, Tina Frimmel. Tina was voted Vermont's Funniest Comedian, landed a coveted spot on the Just for Laughs Festival, and now is in New York, doing shows all around town and uh, uh, traveling around the country. It's time to tune in now to my conversation with Tina Frimmel. Tina Frimmel, hello. Welcome to the deep night. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Good. Yeah. I know Tuesday. that you. <laughs> Tuesday, yes, one of the best days. I think so. <laughs> I've always right. liked it. Right? It's a strong day. Strong, a yeah. strong contender for best it, day of the week. It's like like you've hit your stride in the week. And, yeah. And um, but it's, you can't get excited for the weekend quite yet. No. You just have to like. Power. It's a power day. It's a power day yeah. for sure. You can really stay focused on the tasks at hand exactly. and still feel a sense of accomplishment. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, you had a late night last night doing shows. I did. How did they go? <laughs> they went really well. <laughs> I um, it was in uh the Ludlow House, which is like a private club. There we go. Um, bougie. Yeah. Um, very, very nice. Great mac and cheese. Oh well, um, yeah. that's that's always good right before a show. Yeah. Load up. Yeah. Cool the throat. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was great. They're so nice. There. Well, how many people fit into this kind of place? Well, I mean, it was like a multi-story club. Um, multi-story. Yeah, and it, it's like. Uh, uh, like a different uh, theme for every story. Wow, is crazy. You're so, just... what's the, what was the theme of your floor? Mine, uh, it was kind of like a rustic kitchen, kind of like <laughs> yeah, like um, copper pots on the wall. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of copper. Yeah, a okay. lot of like beige, um. You know, just it was like being on on fire in a good way. Oh, I see. I got it. Maybe get kind of a lodge feeling too. What? Well, uh, no, no, no. Just warm hearth. Yeah, the was yeah, like like a, a what's the word? A hearth. Hearth. Yeah. A hearth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gathered around the hearth as you in the olden in days. The hearth. I see. Yeah. And were the other floors like under the sea and uh <laughs> end of the road? It was like like a jungle. Oh, it was crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah. I gotta I gotta go to this place. Yeah. And there's comedy on every floor? Uh, I wish. No, it was just <laughs> on the third floor. Okay. All right. We transformed the whole thing. Wow. Into a club. That sounds sounds beautiful and magical. <laughs> it was magical. Well, I want to talk about venues later, uh, some of the other places that you've played. But that sounds extraordinary. It, yeah. Uh, but how long have you been in New York? Not long. Not long. Um, That's since, what I thought. Yeah, I November. Feel like I, I saw you kind of hit, and it was like, okay, uh, we we gotta we gotta sit down and talk and see how things are going. Yeah. Uh, it's a real, but things have been going pretty well. Yeah. Pretty oh, quickly. I love it here. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, I've been here um, for like a, a a vacation for like a week before, and <laughs> right. I I you know, being this workaholic that I am, I'll go on vacation here to chill and hang out, and then end up doing 
so many shows. Um, <laughs> so I kind of already had a bit of chops. Yes. I'm like, who's who? And, and so it's been kind of good to like hit my stride and, and just. Yeah. Um, it sounds uh, like you did a little uh, reconnaissance work there to begin with. And uh, uh, then that was uh, helpful for you, knowing the lay of the land. Yeah, always good. Kind and, of. And does it still feel dreamy? It's full of rainbows and pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, my my <laughs> poor friend. Like I'll still be walking down the street with him, and just I know where I can be like NYC, <laughs> and just power pose yeah. in the street. Like oh look. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I, the first time I ever came to New York ever was just last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is still like a very, oh my God moment of, <laughs> yes. like, I would never thought I would be living here. Right. Know? And and you, uh, and that's because you grew up in Vermont, <laughs> which, which I love. <laughs> Uh, one of the greatest states in the union, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I just got back from a weekend, uh, a week there, uh, yeah. in, in barely Vermont, in Bennington. Barely Vermont. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's barely there. But I had to go to find snow. You understand? Right. You know, because I, I think that I'm some kind of uh, Irish Scottish stock that needs to just get back to it. You know, need to cool the cells down a little bit. <laughs> I can't take 50 degree days in no. February. No, no, we have to. We have to remember like what what real pain is. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And do you worry about all that stuff? Because things are warming. You got this virus going around. Uh, oh there's God. a pandemic. Uh, most of my time, I'm just a little on edge. Tina. Me too. Right. That's the thing. Is like, like I I walk around. With this low-key panic. <laughs> right, right. The exuberance of New York and doing the thing that you want to do, plus the world is kind of ending. Well, that, okay. You, Future ahead. <laughs> thank you. You are the first person that I've ever talked to to, to touch on that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, that Yeah, that's a very real part of my weird life right now is... Um, Personally, it's incredible. It's like best case scenario. I cannot believe that I get to do comedy, that I'm having success, and that like my dreams. This is so cheesy. I'm so it was I again too much mac and cheese. Um, but but it's like, true. It's okay to be uh, uh, sentimental about this or, or, or yeah. passionate about it. It's all right. And I'm just I'm just on cloud nine. Right. And yet, the world is literally ending. <laughs> right. right. It's like, like the fuse. It's just it's like yeah. in those old cartoons where they'd light the powder. It feels it's, like it's coming right out at us. It's a weird juxtaposition of, yeah. like, of like, well, I'm on top of the world, which is on fire. <laughs> right. And it's like, I, I genuinely... Don't know whether to be happy or unhappy, uh, or I know I, I get weird guilt sometimes of of I'll be euphoric about about life and about everything, and then be like, wait a second, like Australia, yeah, right, <laughs> shit, you know, right. 
It's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult. I watched a documentary about corals dying, which is not a good oh, thing for fuck. me to do. What a popcorn movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah. Uh, yes. And you know what I do, too? I just I think of anything that happened prior to this moment, and I start to tear up immediately. Any dash of just a memory of the way things used to be. I know. <laughs> it just, it just affects me. But, but one of the things I do like thinking about is time spent in Vermont in that state because I, I did uh, go there yeah. a, a fair amount. And whenever I meet somebody from there, I just want to unload all these memories <laughs> and talk about it. So you can tell me to stop at any time. No, please. As a kid, you know, for a couple of weeks or so in August, oh, that would be the time to go. Get away from the heat. You know, get out of the humidity of Philadelphia and go up there, way up north, way farther than Bennington, you know, really get up there, little farm, little town with the dirt roads, swim in a lake. And I remember gathering around the dining room table and listening to just the weather radio, mm-hmm. you know, just on a little Vermont weather, public. You could imagine the fella like in the like ham radio set up on some stilts <laughs> in the forest. That's what I imagined it was oh, yeah. for the broadcasters and for this little white transistor radio every morning to get the weather and the farm report. And there's a certain quality to that rural oh, mountain yeah. radio, isn't yeah. there? But you didn't grow up out in the farm country, did you? I sort of did. You did? I guess that's all of Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to not, you know? Um, But, I mean, I grew up um, technically, yes, in farmland. My, my, you know, I mean, I literally grew up next to a farm. Yeah. And I had Ben and Jerry's cows in my backyard, (laughs) um, literally. Yeah. And, um... Uh, like, like the milk would go to them. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and, but we didn't have animal, we, we were not in ourselves farmers, but we had, like, we were surrounded. Farm adjacent. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> were, were the cows happy? They're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, uh, well, we had a few acres um, that we never used, so uh-huh. we would rent it to um, our neighbor, and he would put like a fence and put little cows. And uh, when we had this uh, sm- tiny dog, um, and I would bring him out to the cows, and like um, he was maybe about um, a foot high, you know, a small <laughs> dog, yeah. and. Uh, he would come out to the cows, and they would actually come towards him, the girls, you know. Yeah, and sure. um, and he he would be such a, a a ladies' man, you know. He would just be like, "Hello," <laughs> and they would just stare at him. Yeah, and <laughs> no, it wasn't reciprocated. Was no, it? no, no. They were more curious than anything, probably. They were, yeah. They were like, "What." Is like it's sort of like a turd. Yeah. <laughs> but but f- furry. <laughs> Moving yeah. around. Moving. Yeah. Exactly. I think so. that probably situation replicates itself in the human dating world a few times. Yeah. And you would be cautious oh, yes. if you're a fella to mistake curiosity <laughs> for interest. <laughs> oh yes, I'll. I'll... Have a guy come up to me like, hey, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> How are you moving around? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, you, but you can't beat the, the air. You get the sound of a creek or yep. something. And the thing that I noticed this week, 
the stars. Yes. Oh, a Vermont sky. Crystal clear. Incredible. Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, then I look at that and they say that's going to supernova. I can't let these thoughts in, Tina. You understand? <laughs> when I was in Vermont once, I swear to you that I saw a UFO. Did you? Darting across that clear sky. Now, the way you said that makes me think uh, you're skeptical. I uh, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a believer in UFOs, or you've had an experience with one? I'm not a believer. Well, I don't think that they're just darting around our... I don't know. Like, why would they be darting? <laughs> You're saying that we uh, are not uh, as compelling, perhaps, uh, to the aliens as a tiny dog might be in a field full of cows. I think we give ourselves a lot of credit. <laughs> a lot of credit for being interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably not that interesting. <laughs> but it does seem uh, we're rare in the universe. We are rare. I mean, we may be only. In which case, very rare. Yeah. But if there was somebody else, well, gosh, maybe they'd want to make contact. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do think, believe that that we're not the only people in existence ever. Like, yes. I think that it's a very, um, I don't know, a very high horse thing to say. Like, we are it. Yeah. Um, and, but... But I, I think that they're so far out there that they they don't know we're here yeah. or don't care. <laughs> right, right. Or they've seen us and they're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or they may just come and suck up all the water and be done with it. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, oh, take <laughs> yeah. all the resources. Right. Who cares about the people? No. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want we, Yeah, they don't need to meet with the, the we, head of the UN. Yeah. yeah. I, I just imagine like a an empty plane of, of land, and we're all naked, just, like, lying, <laughs> sitting around. They take everything. It, it's a certain kind of Vermont optimism, isn't it? Love it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see what you mean. You get some of these dark thoughts creeping in. I know. Normally I'm not this pessimistic, I swear. I'm bringing it out. Well, what do you miss most about Vermont? Oh, man. Well, I, again, like you, I love the stars. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with a good starry night. And um, You have a favorite constellation? Well, I, I just, I'm so bad at finding them that, that like, <laughs> I'm just like, bam, dipper, there it is. And I call it good. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> But I would, um, the, a few summers ago, I would lie on my lounge chair on my parents' deck and just look up for hours with, like, headphones on and, um, and I don't know, just what I would see shooting stars. Yeah. A lot, a lot of them. And, um, I knew that that being in Vermont, like, the ability to see that many shooting stars all in one night was rare. Yes. And, um, special. And, you know, the, that's, I've always known that I'm incredibly lucky to have grown up in Vermont. Yes. But, um, that was the moment that I was like, damn, like, I'm gonna miss this. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But. Looking out through the fire escape and 
<laughs> whatever borough you're well, in. I live in the basement now. For... So, um, oh, yes, the my, dream. Yeah. The dream is alive, Tina. Humble beginnings, right? <laughs> Laverne and Shirley lived in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do you know who they are? <laughs> I, I know. Am I of referencing them. something too old? Which is what I always do. They lived in a basement yeah. in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. of all places. And you could just see the feet going by. Yeah, well, what I see is the bottoms of trash cans. Oh. And nice. then, like, you think they'd be boring, but <laughs> occasionally you'll have someone come out and, like, shuffle. Through the trash can. Yes. Trying to find treasures. And, um. That's, that's what they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> treasures. <laughs> yeah, I put yep. little chocolate coins in there. <laughs> um, and I know it's really interesting. Like, who's out there? Like, what's their story? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> it's like having a bird feeder. Yes, I imagine it would be. <laughs> and we were talking about people maybe coming by to get the recycling, that kind of thing, or looking for whatever they're looking for, maybe electronics. Yeah. I don't know, metal to meltdown. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I know that some people collect cans. Yes. Um, it could be that, or I don't know, just junk. Yeah. Cool junk. A lot junk. of rummagers. Is your biggest, <laughs> yeah. Is your... yeah, a lot of rummagers. I think in word for it. Yeah. Yep. And there's a big complex. <laughs> um. Have... Yeah. Well, it's like a meet. It's a like a four-story building. Okay. All right. So it's a well, decent amount of trash. Yeah. Decent amount of attention paid to the trash. Yes. Oh, I want you to. Uh, we're going to play this back when you get to the penthouse sometime. <laughs> <laughs> when you oh. have an open air uh, indoor theater that you could just open to the sky, uh, I want yeah. to play this band. Think, oh gosh, I used to just love watching the trash. You know what I should have? I should have one of those electronic frames um, on my wall that plays a live feed of like the bottom of the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, like way down at the street level. Yeah. Now or then? Like Anytime. Then, then, then. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, <laughs> My roots. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> calls into some issues of clash or something, but uh, let's just enjoy it. Let's just enjoy it. Has a well, kind no. of a snow piercer vibe. No, I mean, like, <laughs> just, just like. To remember, to stay humble. Exactly. Yeah. Well, just to kind of, um, well, I know, yeah, just to to be humble and to, to remember this, you know, I mean, right now it's, um, I mean, that kind of cool time of like, yeah, it's humbling, but it's also a whole lot of fun. Yes. And it's just, I know, I, I, I really do think that I'm in some golden days yeah. of my life right now. It sounds like it. So. Hold yeah. on to it. If you can find fun in that, by all means. Right. Right. Exactly. you got it. I'm not saying it's bad. That's, it's fine. It's fine. That's, this is the moment. And uh, by all means, in any situation, find, find a little bit of fun with it. Exactly. That's good. Um, and you've been doing a lot of road shows? Yeah. 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 Um, last, well, in the last few weeks, I've done three weekends Ooh. out of the city. 
in Vermont or all, all around? One in Vermont, um, first Indiana, Indiana Bloomington, mm-hmm. uh, and then Vermont, and then um, New Hampshire, actually. Oh, yeah. yes, the Northeast Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, party folk up there. You know, I've never really been much to New Hampshire. <laughs> Why? Why go? Uh, yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's it beautiful. is. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I actually feel quite embarrassed having not been all around there before. Yeah. But we went to um, Portsmouth, yes. New Hampshire, yes. which is so pretty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, um, and then to Lebanon. Oh. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah, um, you know, Portsmouth is definitely that picturesque um, getaway yes. town. Um, and then Lebanon is a bit more like set in reality. <laughs> 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 yeah, but good audiences. Yes. Yeah, and people yeah. ready to laugh wherever they oh, are. Oh, they were so great. <laughs> yeah, they were amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It was such a good weekend. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. That's great. Now, I know this gets brought up a lot, but you have one of the best opening lines of stand-up mm. that I've ever heard. And I'll let you say it because it's, it's your line. <laughs> yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, whenever I, I go on stage, I I introduce myself and I say, well, I'm Tina and I'm I'm disabled, but don't worry, you're going to be okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And it's just, I mean, it, it immediately establishes a certain kind of trust with the audience mm-hmm. and an honesty with the audience that I think is the key to doing anything that you do from that point out. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if you don't have trust with them, it, it's over. You gotta, yeah, establish it, like, kind of calm them down. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's, I mean, it's disarming, but it's also a welcoming mm-hmm. gesture. Yeah. You're acknowledging what's going on, and here we go forward together. Mm-hmm. And I truly think it's uh, just if you if you don't have that, I have found things where people might be distrustful, and and you can watch it crumble, just evaporate into the, somebody's act, just into thin air. Yeah. It's alarming. <laughs> <laughs> so better to start from that from that other place, which mm-hmm. is so so wonderful. But let's go back a little bit of, to get to that point. Uh, you did you, did you study comedy in school? Not at all. No. So what was the plan to going into it? It was more theater. Yeah. So I mean, I've been a theater kid all my life, and then uh, what happened was um, in my late high school years. I began to realize that I'm not very castable. <laughs> I'm um I know I, I began to um kinda give up on um the dream of performing just kind of, reality hit me um a very much like who am I kidding kind of thing. Um Is that an outside pressure though or an outside uh, force? I mean why why would it not be castable? Just because people lack uh, imagination or people are, are unwilling to... Yeah. I mean, definitely going into into acting, I had, like, a very um, optimi- optimistic way of looking at it. Like, hey, maybe I could get this lead role in this show and 
Yeah, yeah, the character's not written to be disabled, but I could take creative liberties. Right. And, like, I would always say, like, how cool would it be? How great would it be to add this element to the character? Yeah. And, but, you know, when we auditioned for, like, um, play that school, community stuff, um, you know, it, it would never come pan, pan out. And I think be, being really young at the time, it it really, like, got to me. And, yeah. And um, I began to kind of have thoughts, like, well, maybe that's not the way that other people might think about it. And, um, I know it just, I got really discouraged. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, does it seem like things have, have moved a little bit forward now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was not too long ago. This was like, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. But, um, I think I think a lot even, has changed. A lot has changed. Even, yeah, still, still plenty of ways to go. But I think even the fact that there are conversations around accessibility, inclusion, all yeah. that are, are so much better than they were. Oh, to, to even be aware of it is a step forward. I realize it's not enough, but uh, it seems like things are more possible now. Oh, absolutely. And you could go in now. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And show them what's up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, um, now it, it's like a full circle in that, like, um, I am doing comedy and I am actually looking to actually um, go back to acting class. Yeah. And um, I've been doing auditions here and. I was saying to my friend the other day, like, I would have never thought that I'd be the the one from high school now doing auditions in New York. And, <laughs> and um, it was such a 180 from, from the path that, that it was going back then. And, and comedy was the, was the vehicle that got you to that Yeah, place. yeah. How beautiful. So, so what happened? What was that transition like to say, okay, discouraged by this point, put that on hold for a mm-hmm. second. Uh, maybe you thought at that moment you were going to walk away entirely, but whatever. It just yeah. put it on hold. And then you get involved in doing what to get to the comedy part of it? So for um, about four years, I, I didn't do any performing. I was went to college uh, for journalism. For journalism? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... I wanted to be a creative, but yeah. I kind of um, figured, well, I'll be behind the scenes, you know. And I had a lot of fun, but um, kind of after graduating, I realized that I didn't want to be a journalist, <laughs> which is <laughs> tough yeah. when you just got your degree there. Yeah. And the bill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I was a bit in free free fall yeah. for nine months. Um, and was there songwriting or something coming in at the same time, or that's just separate? yeah, okay. yeah. Well, the whole time I've been a songwriter. Really? Yeah. So I I did have that that seed of 
of the dream of performing and it, it was never like fully extinguished. Yes. Um <laughs> and yeah. And um but but it kinda like, you know, hid it away. It was yeah. very romantic. Um and so oh then free fall after graduation um and around that time my friend and I went up to Montreal to the just for laughs yeah. festival. Um to Which you see. just knew about it or just going to go and yeah, casually do it? There was um like a guy that I knew from T V that I was going to be there and I didn't know a thing about stand up. Uh-huh. But Meaning you, you saw this guy on TV, or there was somebody, yeah. not somebody you knew personally? No. Just, just you were a fan of, of a stand-up? Yeah, I mean, like, well, I saw him on, like, a, a chat show, oh, you know? Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, I took my friend, and it was, like, an eye-opening thing. I just, um, I never knew that there was such an industry in such a, a world people are just kind of being themselves and, and um, finding an audience just being able to be who they are. Yes. And um, kind of taking the initiative to say, no, I, I'm entertaining in myself and I can, I can bring forth this narrative or these jokes um and they were so funny we saw some amazing shows yeah um and i i remember distinctly being right in the middle of the whole festival and thinking like maybe i could do this you know yeah I should look into that. So. <laughs> Make a mental note. Mental note, exactly, exactly. So, I uh, after that, I just um, I found uh, my local comedy club. Yes. I found like a class, and which is called what? Oh, the Vermont Comedy Club. Well named. Yeah. Straightforward. <laughs> yeah. It's a great club. Yeah. And um. And it snowballed. I mean, I was a six-week class, um, and I worked on this five-minute set, you know? Yeah. And um, actually, before the whole class even ended, I I got booked on my first showcase. Pretty good. Yeah. So I thought, I might be okay. You're right, right, right. <laughs> Right. Well, I like that. The, I really appreciate the, the different strains. They seem like they were all there. You were learning how to do writing to try and get to the truth, to express things with clarity. You have the poetic part of it with songwriting, and you have your own sort of grit and determination like, well, okay, that avenue might not work for now, but I'm going to go this way and speak my own truth. And probably not unlike gazing on all those shooting stars, <laughs> you saw all this at, uh, just for laughs and said, my gosh. Look at this. Yeah. There's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of special, beautiful things happening. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. I like how it's all come together for you, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. I may draw every thread together. <laughs> That's, it's so, it, for real, it all works. It's it like, all works. I love that. 
So what were those early days like, finding your voice, finding that authentic uh, voice that you need to have to be a successful stand-up? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when I first began, I did an open mic, and I didn't do anything about me being disabled. Uh-huh. I I did a very whimsical, um, kind of absurd uh, thing about like fairies and coffee and poop and, and like sounds great. And, um, <laughs> it was a good to this day. I'm like that was a damn good set. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but I, I it wasn't really hitting well at all. And um, it was in the class where I first actually came up with the, the you're going to be okay joke. Right. And they just, it, the whole room just broke tension. Like, it was suddenly everyone burst out laughing. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the moment of realization for me that, um, oh, I really need to address this. And not, not only w- will it um, be, be the the way to get over this to to you know get people on board, but also people were just kind of you know holding back and always giving them permission to to react. Yes, you know because it's your sense that people were worried for you or uh, not in their nervousness were they like oh gosh I want to protect this person. Yeah, well, just kind of like they were distracted, kind kind of what's going on. Yeah, you know who is is she okay? <laughs> you know, right. um, and did you experience that outside of comedy? How did that manifest? If you were, did that same tension, was that just around you? Yeah, actually, you know that. Yeah, you're going to be okay. Line, um, that came from just. A thought I've had for years of, I wish I could say that little line in reality out on the street because exactly there's so many times that um, I'll be talking to someone new and I'll see in their face they're they're trying to process you know they're not sure what my deal is or how to react and and I wish I could just yeah be like <laughs> you're gonna be okay <laughs> do not worry like right. yeah I'm okay I'm okay <laughs> so, are you okay so they, they would just be fine with it yeah exactly <laughs> uh well <laughs> that's uh, and it seems like um uh, establishing that trust, speaking a kind of honesty to it, uh, is so is so important, and it also has lifted you uh, to to a career that's gone very quick, uh, moved very fast from the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where because Just for Laughs came pretty quickly after that, you yeah. start doing shows at your hometown thing, and then uh, you. I mean, I've been doing this. 20 years or something. I still have no idea how Just for Laughs works. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I see people doing showcases, and then I see people get announced, and I don't know what happens in between. And I've talked to people who book that thing. I have, <laughs> I still yeah. have no idea. But uh, what was that process like? Yeah, so basically um, I got the ball rolling um, after one a competition there we in go. Vermont. Yes. Um, 
what shows you you can it can happen anywhere you know <laughs> okay. um but yeah i won vermont's funniest comedian competition there we go yeah pretty good <laughs> and um, was there somebody you really beat that you felt good about it Oh, so many people. <laughs> well, the, you know, there, there are some people in Vermont that are just so good. That yeah. I've, I've been do, doing it for years. I'm just in constant awe of them. Um, that I was actually quite surprised that that like I won. Um. <laughs> And what does that come with? Is some kind of a car? Do you get a, a cash prize? A, your own cow? <laughs> oh, I would. Actually, they the cow in the logo. Uh, of course so there is. So there should be a cow. Yeah. But um, it was kind of like a gift bag of a little bit of uh, a cash prize yeah. um, and some like gift cards. Um, but one of the prizes was you get to audition for JFL. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And I, I was. I mean, a Ben and Jerry's gift card is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's it awesome. is all well and good. And <laughs> trust me, I used that Ben and Jerry's gift card. <laughs> good. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, I remember being just stoked out of my mind sure. that I got into audition. Um, and. Just me being on their radar, you know. Um, And about half a year later, I took a train from Vermont down to New York City. Um, For the first time? Was that the first visit? No, but that was like the third, maybe. Yeah. And and I auditioned. Like, I, I... Went to the New York Comedy Club, and I did my thing, and it did well. Good, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, well, I didn't hear back from them for about a month and a half. And, uh, you know, I just assumed they didn't get it, and they moved on. And then, and then, lo and behold, I got a call back and for another audition, you know. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Um, that one I remember not doing so well. And that at. was here too in New yeah. York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same club. Nope. That was at Stand Up New York. Okay. Actually. Okay. And um, so I remember not doing that great there, but um, but then also a month later. I was in this amazing comedy festival called Limestone oh, Comedy yes. Festival. Yeah. And, um, Which is where? It's in the Midwest? Yeah, it's in Indiana. Indiana, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and they're, they're Jeff Singer, who is one of the, one of the producers for JFL. And um, I, I talked to him a lot, and he actually... Managed to catch a bit of my set, and oh. um, and it was cool just kind of getting to know the way that they, the what they're looking for, and um, I know, cause I, I'm like you, I had no idea how they decided like 
how this whole process worked. It was all like very new to me. So, um, yeah, I I got to know him a bit, and he saw me a bit there, and um, I don't know. And then I had to wait for months after that <laughs> to, to announce. Or yeah, you had, yeah, okay. So uh, they let you know. Well, actually, no. They let me know. Um, like on the third of July. Okay. But I couldn't announce it for three weeks, <laughs> uh, which is very hard. It's difficult to do. And that yeah. was for the new faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a launching uh, point for a lot of people. Yeah. Some people, I guess, never do anything after that, <laughs> I imagine. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seems like they have a pretty good success rate there. And then did you see, obviously, from there, lots of things come together, and that's what the decision was to move to New York? Yeah. So, basically, from there, I was uh, fortunate enough to get signed to, to a manager. Um, a absolute astonishingly lovely person <laughs> named Tova. And, um, sure, she represents a lot of great people. Yeah. And I've talked to yeah. many of her uh, folks in uh, here. She's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yes. And, um, yeah. And, then, and, and so the set went well. And I, I don't mean to gloss over the fact <laughs> that we, we learned about the announcement uh, and then afterwards. So if you were signing with people, yeah. uh, then, then it went well. The oh experience of that was wonderful. So we did two shows, but, but the main show was in this big theater, like 800-seat theater. Yeah. Full of, of just industry and people, and it was thrilling. Just and you know, I it worked out very well in there, and <laughs> yes. I was I couldn't believe how well I did create that environment with so much pressure, and, and it was very much like a this is a moments and and it could could go either way and, and um yeah. and how does it work are you uh close with the rest of your cohort of other f- uh, faces that are oh new? yeah yeah oh my gosh they're yeah they're awesome and i mean some of them are out in la some are here um some are on the road yeah um and it's really like we're all fans of each other for life. Yeah. You know, it's very much the kind of thing where you're never going to forget them. Yeah. And you're always going to be rooting for them. And you want all of us to, to succeed and be just the wonder class. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice thing about festivals. Is that you meet the other comics and you kind of bond of going through the process of doing it, or whether you're eating nachos in a basement together, or whatever it is, you're right? And, and then you kind of you stay in touch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's not unlike theater where you do a show together and you've all lived through something. Behind it, yeah. It happens very quickly. I actually miss that about the theater. Uh, yes. That that like that bond, you know, like like. When you're in the thick of a show, and it's going really well, and you're like actually performing the show now, and <laughs> you just it becomes like your family. And, yeah, and I know. I, I miss it too. I mean, my some of uh, uh, the things I did early on were with sketch, and that you have a similar kind of thing. You know, you're going in with a troupe, 
and you're yeah. putting the show together and doing it and learning the dance steps and doing the, the thing, you know, however many shows you do. Yeah. But uh, it has that same theater vibe, and uh, I miss it terribly. I know. <laughs> Nothing I, like it. Yes. I'm not going to shell out a lot of money to get into class to <laughs> replicate that experience that I already had. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. Um, well, big shows are wonderful. Uh, and that theater sounds amazing. Uh, do you have you performed in some other places though, like we were alluding to, that are less than glamorous? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For instance, I've done a lot of shows, and I did a lot in a place where the alleyway was the dressing room uh-huh. and the bathroom. As <laughs> as it turns out, if there was a bucket out there, yes, yes, oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a show. Actually, it was a great show, but the dressing room was the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you like that. <laughs> I loved it. It was, it was in London, actually. Oh. And, um, it sounds lovely. It was great. I mean, it was in the middle of summer, so it wasn't like we're out there in coats. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I remember it actually being charming uh-huh and and then when you want to leave the whole room was just packed so you couldn't leave out the actual room you had to go down the fire escape oh, well, yes. yep. that sounds very romantic yeah. <laughs> and exactly now uh here in the deep night and probably in a lot of places around burlington uh we're big on crystals we're big on healing did you have that kind of uh, environment growing up? Was that around? Was that uh, your? Do you do? Are you gravitate towards that stuff? Not really. Although there definitely <laughs> is like a big um, community of that in Burlington, Vermont. Yes. Yeah, I I know that there is like um, this store full of crystals. Yes. Um, in every I, city. Well, yeah, exactly. I've never been there, but but it was kind of right next to this uh, record store that I would go in. This all adds up. It all adds up. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, um, the crystal shop. Yeah. Not your, you wouldn't gravitate towards that naturally. That's not your scene. I, I actually genuinely don't know that much about, about, crystals it's a slippery slope <laughs> come with me crystal shopping one day yeah we'll fill be you up. Amazing. watch out you'll have a ton of them on that windowsill just as you're looking out to see those trash bins <laughs> <laughs> that's what i should do put these crystals out there exactly I mean, amplify those energies <laughs> scavenging for jokes <laughs> yes always so are the are the different crystals like? Do they mean? Do they bring different things? They all do. Okay. Yes, one can bring abundance. One can be good for headaches. Uh, one yeah. can amplify your own natural powers. Uh, so you have to have the right blend of yeah. the, uh, the things. So they could be uh, a blend for like joke writing. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's one that brings in you know positive vibrations. One that help uh, in career and life. Love, all those things. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're like now. Uh, <laughs> Am I getting into it? Yeah. Go back to Indianapolis. There's a good one by the airport. Oh, really? 
Yeah, you got to wait through a lot of like sculptures of wolves and things, but uh, there, there's oh, some good ones in there. Interesting. Yeah, I can I can see uh, if we go on the road together. On my eyes. Which seems well, likely. On the dashboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe it. That rental car is going to be loaded up with crystals. They'll be digging them out from Avis for decades. Uh, well, uh, this has been so wonderful, Tina. Yes, this, this is great. I love, uh, I love talking to anybody from Vermont, but I, I love talking to you specifically. Oh, I think, yeah. <laughs> it's just... They're all fine, <laughs> but I'd rather talk to you right now. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing. Um, you have some shows coming up? Always. Yeah, you have to. That's, yeah. your, that's your career. <laughs> so you better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm actually going to be uh, at the stand uh, uh-huh. in Manhattan on um, March 9th. Good. Which okay. um, I love that club. It's I reopened, think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is beautiful in there. Um. And I can't wait for that. Um, but I'm actually opening for Maria Bamford um, up in Vermont. Oh, my gosh. That sounds dreamy. It, When's that show? I got to drive up. It's uh, uh, March 19th through the 21st. Boy, that's going to yeah. be amazing. Oh, my gosh. You, you two will do well I'm together. So excited. <laughs> She's um, definitely one of my like, top three. Oh, you know? easily. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm saying easily. That's your top three. Yeah. But uh, she's, she's right up there. Oh my One gosh. of the best. So I, I'm just over the moon. That's for great. That. Well, I'm so excited for your success. And uh, now I'm rooting for you. Mm. And uh, uh, wishing you all the best with all of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have spent some time with Tina. She's doing really wonderful things, and we do wish her the best. Now, in our housekeeping department, remember to save the date for our next live show, April 22nd, back at the Slipper Room. More info on that show coming shortly. Till then, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Thanks for tuning in. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.